turn in your Bibles, please, to Joshua chapter 18. Joshua chapter 18. The background to the story is the children of Israel had been in Egypt in slavery. God raised up Moses and Moses, to cut a long story short, brought them out of Egypt. They went through the wilderness for 40 years. And then uh, J- Moses' ministry ended and Joshua's ministry began. Joshua took them across the Jordan and they had to conquer the promised land. And this is the period now where the land has been subdued. The land is theirs. Their enemies have been dealt with. They didn't completely do what God said and allowed certain people to remain in the land, but that's another story. And we're at that window now where they have taken the land. The land is there. This is the land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Great land of promise. And um, we're going to begin there in chapter 18 of Joshua. The whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The country was brought under their control. So forgive me, I'll just pause. The country was now under their control. There were no more in Jericho had gone and they'd conquered the land that God had given them. It was under their control. Very important that we know that. But there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. Joshua said to the Israelites, How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? And that's the question I'm going to ask you in a moment. How long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land the Lord, your God, has fathers, has given you? Do you know that God has given you an inheritance? God has given you a possession. And I need to say this clearly at the beginning. Our possession, our promised land, our inheritance is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about it. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want Israel. I got Jesus. I don't need milk and honey. I have the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we talk about inheritance this morning, and we're talking about a land, a geographical land, that even today is God's land. I'm not talking about some possession, some geographical boundary. I'm talking about that in Jesus Christ, I have all that I need. I'm not looking for anything else. The challenge is this. Have I entered in to everything the Lord Jesus Christ has provided for me by his death and his resurrection. Now it's quite obvious that they hadn't because there were seven tribes who had not yet entered the land. And this is what Joshua said, appoint me three from each tribe and I'll send them out to make a survey of the land, to write a description of it according to the inheritance of each. And they will return to me. You are to divide up the land into seven parts. Judah is to remain in its territory on the south and the house of Joseph and its territory on the north. After you have written a description of the seven parts of the land, bring them here to me and I will cast lots for you in the presence of the Lord our God. The Levites, however, do not get a portion among you because their priestly service of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad, Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh have already received their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan. Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it to them. As the men started out on their way to map the land, 
Joshua instructed them, go and make a survey of the land and write a description of it. Then return it to me and I will cast lots for you here in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. So the men left and went through the land. They wrote its description on a scroll town by town in seven parts and returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. Joshua then cast lots for them in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord and he distributed the land to the Israelites according to their tribal divisions. I need to pray. Father, I ask you now that you will help me to be true to the text and to explain clearly. But over and above that, Lord, we want you to speak to us. None of us are satisfied with what we have. We all believe that you have more for us, Lord. There is more for us to inherit. There's more for us to possess. And may this morning give us encouragement to move forward. The situation is quite clear there. There were seven tribes, we are told, that hadn't yet in, entered into their inheritance. Now, we, that was a bad thing because the land was there. The land was promised. People gave their lives in battles that Israel might take this land and it could be their spiritual abode and their promise. But for whatever reason, they hadn't done it. And that brings consequences when we don't move into what God has for us. The consequences are very simple. First of all, they were robbing God of glory. It was God's will that they possessed the land. And here they are, all hanging around on the sidelines, not going out to take their portion. And to help them understand that, the land, they sent out surveys. They surveyed the land, they worked it out equally, mountains, cities, rivers. They came back and there were seven plans put and they were put into a hat and in the presence of the Lord Moses pulled out and, you know, one tribe got number one, number two, number three. So no one could complain because whatever land they were given, it was the Lord who decided it. Scripture says the Lord guideth a lot. I don't think he does now because we've got the gifts of the Spirit, but Pastor Mark will sort that one out for you another time. And so they're in this position. And the, their lack of taking possession of what God had for them was robbing God of his glory. God had declared this to the nations. Israel was to be an evangelistic nation. They weren't just to show God that God's prosperity and God's blessing. God wanted the other nations to look at Israel and want to come to God and worship him. So their slackness was robbing God of glory. Their slackness was robbing their children of an inheritance. Till they took possession, they had nothing to put in their will. Now, Kay and I have recently done our wills, and I've got to say, Mark, you're not in it. But you might be later. We might change it. So we have whatever we have, and we've now decided who's going to inherit it when we go to glory. But if I haven't got a will, if I don't have an inheritance, if I, don't, if I have nothing, what can I leave? And these tribes had nothing. They were just waiting around. They hadn't gone in and taken possession. So their slackness was robbing God of glory. Their slackness was robbing their children of inheritance. Their slackness was a burden on others. They were living in other people's lands. They were taking advantage of other people's provision when they had the land of their own to go and take possession and build cities and do things. So this idea of not taking possession of what God has for us is very, very important. You think it just affects you. If you decide not to seek the Lord, you think, well, that's my decision. Let me tell you, it affects others. It affects God's glory. It affects your children's spiritual inheritance. 
you're a burden on other people. Even within the church, it might well be. And then they were robbing themselves because there was something there that God had provided for them. And they were missing themselves what God had promised. And the slackness was robbing Joshua of fulfilling his calling in ministry. He'd been called to take them into the land and to settle the people. And this dilly-dallying, this double-mindedness, this not going ahead really had to be dealt with. And Joshua took control. He said, how long? How long will you wait until you take possession of the Lord, the God of your fathers has given you? You see, friends, he had given it to them. Now, I don't want to talk, to my wife says I talk to people like they're daft. But I don't, you don't look daft, well, not all of you. Right? Has the, did the Lord give them this land, yes or no? Yes. yes, that's the right answer. Have we an inheritance in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. The big question is, have you taken possession of it? Are you living as a child of God? Are you knowing the blessing of God in that way? And so there we have it. They came together. Maybe they were waiting. I wonder what sort of excuses they made. Well, these were some of the smaller tribe. Well, we're too small a tribe. Doesn't matter. You say, well, you know, I can't preach. I can't sing. I can't do drama. I can't, you know, wear boots that aren't laced up. I can't do any of these things. You're going to get it all day. Don't do it now. No, don't. I'll have, to, I'll have to change some of my illustrations if you do your boots up. You know, maybe they thought, well, we're the smaller tribes. We can't do it. You know, maybe that was an excuse. Maybe they rested on past achievements. They thought, well, we've, we've, we've had the battles. We've conquered the land. May I say that we didn't conquer the land. Christ did for us. He's our jo- I love that story where Joshua's outside Jericho and the angel of the Lord turns up and Joshua says to him, you know, are you for us or our enemies? He says, I'm for neither of you. God is never on side. God's only on his side. You know that, don't you? Don't ever line God up on your side because you're going to be disappointed. The angel said to Joshua, I'm on neither side. I'm here for the Lord Almighty. Great spiritual truth here. And Joshua learned that, that God isn't on sides. God is for himself in that way. Well, let me move on. Thank you. I, I broke my posh glasses yesterday, so I'm using these. And I've noticed that when I wear these glasses, I preach for hours. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying I preach a long time, but we found skeletons in the church. So just let me move on. Maybe they were waiting for the time to be right. Maybe they were making, well, we're only a small tribe, we can't take possession. You know, maybe we, you know, and it's, you know, and, you know, well, the time's not right. You know, please, it's always the right time to take possession of what Christ has provided. It's always the right time. You'd say, well, I'm praying about it. You're wasting your prayers. It's always, oh, that was a bit. It's always God's time for you to take possession of everything Jesus Christ has provided for you. Always. You don't say, well, you know, maybe when the kids leave home. You don't think they leave home, do you? 
you know, when the kids leave home, we'll have a bit of money. And then you have grandchildren. You're skint again. <laughs> You're going to be broke till the rapture. Let me tell you. It's just a fact. So don't wait till you've got some money because you're not going to have any. Don't wait till whatever. Go in, get it now. Okay, sorry, I turned my notes over a little earlier. Maybe they're waiting for a special time. But in verse 2, it says these words. Uh, verse 2. But yet there were seven tribes who had yet to receive their inheritance how long will you wait before you begin? Begin. He just said, look, you're messing about. You know, this tribe over here, what would you be? Oh, Gad? No, I don't know. You know, the different tribes, they were on the other side of the river. Anyway, delete that. <laughs> delete that. A sign of old ages, at Christmas I was preaching... And I got the baby leaping in the wrong womb. If you know the story about, you know, Mary and Elizabeth. Preachers, read your notes before you get up. Or you'll have the baby leaping in the wrong womb. The church thought it was very amusing that I got it wrong, which is encouraging. But friends, we've got to move in. Because not moving is robbing God of glory. Robbing our children of a spiritual inheritance. Robbing the leadership of a vision that God has given them. But it says begin. Do you know what? There's no better time than now to begin. I can't believe that I've got everything that God intended. When I get to heaven, God's going to say to me, Gordon, you could have had so much more. You could have had so much more. That would be sad, wouldn't it? You could have had so much more, but you didn't inherit and then it says in verse 21 I'm just turning over the page in sorry chapter 21 and verse 43 this is what happened so the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to their forefathers they took possession of it they actually did what Joshua said so Joshua says in the first reading, how long will you wait? When will you begin? They took the survey, the names went in the hat, the hat came out, they went and took possession. And we know that because in this reading in 21 and verse 43, so the Lord gave Israel the land he had sworn to their forefathers and they took possession of it and settled there. Now our promised land is the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, I am not looking for anyone else. You know, if you're from another faith, you're most welcome in our service. Let me tell you now. But I tell you, this man is 100% happy with Jesus. 100%. I've settled. He's my inheritance. He's my hope. He's my rest. I'm not looking for anyone else. Because God draw the lot. In our drama, um, you know, there was this dissatisfaction with their lives in certain things. But the great thing about this was, when they took possession of it, none of them could complain or covet someone else's land. Because it was the Lord who signed that for them. So, 
the men did the survey. Now, I know it's from every tribe. It was quite done in a way that there would be always be odd number for if there was a vote. Okay, so they were settled on it, and they came, and in went the hat. It's a bit like the FA Cup, sadly. It's a bit like that, except Gary Lineker wasn't there, you know, and it came out. So tribe number one, you get plot number seven. Notice where this was done. It was done in the presence of the Lord. It's the Lord's choice. Do you know that where you stay, where you live, where your life is the Lord's choice? I'd like to have been a a professional anything. (laughs) Footballer, maybe not. But you know, you might say, oh, I'd like to be this and I'd like to be that and I'd like... Listen, he drew your life out of the hat. And that's where God wants you to settle. And that's his inheritance for you. I'd like hair and to be slim, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> well, one of them, I think the hair's growing. No, no. Sorry. Come on. Where he has planted you is a pleasant place. Yes, of course you could do with a little bit more money. Of course you you could do with this. You could do, there's challenges. The Bible never tells us that because we're Christians, we won't face illness or we won't face bereavement or we won't face challenges. And redundancy comes to the believer equally with the unbeliever. But I'll tell you what, I'd rather face all of them in the land where God has planted me. I'd rather be there knowing he's with me in that way. But please, I must, you've been very, give me a lot of time, thank you. And the Lord, look what the Lord gave them. Look what you're missing. That's the word. Look what you're missing if you're not really living in Christ and his blessing. How, oh, it is just amazing. The first thing it says there, the Lord gave them a Mercedes. No, no Mercedes. No, that's, I'm believing for that. You believe for something else. No, no, I've, I'm very happy with my car. The Lord gave them rest. How much is that worth? How much is rest worth? Look on the news today, and I'll tell you there, there are people, every item of they're lacking rest. We are resting in Christ. Christ is our Sabbath. You know that, don't you? We have a Sunday, a day of worship. Of course we do, and et cetera, et cetera. We said, but let me in no doubt... My Sabbath is not in my diary. My Sabbath's living in my heart. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Read the letter to the Hebrews. We're resting in Christ. And it says that when they went in and took possession, they were given rest. Look at that verse here. On every side. Wow. Because they're resting in Christ. Yes, there is illness. But I'm resting in Christ. I have lost my job. I'm resting in Christ. Things are difficult, but I'm resting in Christ. Imagine going through the challenges you face in your life without Christ. It must be horrendous. There's challenges when we know Christ. Imagine living without him. And that's what they got when they moved in and took possession. They had rest on every side. Then something else. The Lord gave them rest. Just as he has sworn to the fathers, not one of their enemies withstood them. Now, if I was preaching in the 60s, I'd say, they had the victory. Do you remember the victory? 
But we've still got it. We just call it another name now. But I can't remember what we call it now, so I'm just going to call it victory. None of their enemies prospered. Oh, look at you. You know, Israel, you know, God's not really with you. Not really with us. Have you seen where we're living? And enemies would come and they had security and safety. You see, friends, greater is he than he that is in the world. That's what it means by living in the inheritance. Their enemies were thwarted. There wasn't an enemy that would defeat them. There wasn't an enemy that would come against them. Because why? The Lord had given them rest on every side. And their enemies, um, not one of their enemies withstood them. The victory is in Christ. See, he's overcome the evil one. I haven't overcome the evil one. If ever I speak to a demon, I don't speak in my name. I don't speak in evil's name. I speak in his name. Let me tell you now, I've never had a demon that didn't do what I told him. But I'll tell you what, there's some carnal Christians I've had to speak to several times. Tell you what. Hope you're not one of them. Hope you're not one of them. I've seen so-called Christians split churches. Demons have been trying to do it for years and you did it in 10 minutes. Well, not you, because you're all spiritual and you're all frightened of me now. And rightly so. Even the man with the boots is quaking. In his boots. That was slick, wasn't it? That was good. Nearly there. Not them. And it says that the Lord handed all their enemies over to them. They didn't just protect them, he handed them over to them. And this is where we're going to go home being happy now. Not one of the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel failed. Why? Because they took possession. So, oh, well, I've prayed about this and nothing's happened. Have you taken possession? Are you living in Christ? Because some of the things you're praying about that aren't being answered, that if you were really in Christ and seeking his face, you wouldn't be praying about them. You'd have something more important to pray about. Now, I know I won't be back again, so I'm just letting rip a bit here. <laughs> so I'll, let it, I'll go out and say, well, we're glad he's retiring because you're right, miserable old bloke. Not one, not one of the Lord's good promises. So how many did the Lord not keep? None. Not one of them. And look at the word, good promises. Now, Mark and Kathy are taking us out to lunch. Now I'm believing God for a good promise. So, listen, if the treasure is here, I'd leave the building now. Because I'm having a pudding today. Even if the wife's here, I don't care. When you're an athlete like me, you can have puddings. Every now and again, I'm allowed a treat. Like every eight hours. Not one of the Lord's good promises. Good promises. Do you know what? My... my my father used to say, if I promise you sweets, I'll give them to you. And if I promise you a smack, I'll give it to you. <laughs> now, if you're from social services, they're no longer with us, so forget it. <laughs> I was very bad in school. My school reports would come home and my mother would cry. 
my father would come home and I'd cry. <laughs> he made a promise. He kept his promise. Some of them were, they were up well, they were all good. He used to let me drive his car. Can you believe it? I wouldn't let one of my kids drive. Anyway, it's another story. But he used to let me drive his car. He was a kind man to me. Good promises. Good promises. What do you need this morning? What do you need from him? You don't have to do anything. He's already done it. He's defeated the enemy. You know? That's it. We're in the, we're in the victory. Yeah, I can't get around the word. It's just the word that fits. I'm in Christ. I'm going to heaven. I'm still a sinner, but I've been forgiven. I should be more like Jesus than I am, but that's not part of the deal. The part of the deal is, if you accept me, I'll accept you. I said, done. God and I have shaken hands on that one. The deal is done. And in Christ, I have his good promises that are available to me. Now, you think, oh, hang on a minute. If I deliberately do things I know he shouldn't do, so, for example, if you're robbing banks at the moment, will you please stop <laughs> after the offering? <laughs> oh, we've had the offering, haven't we? Right. Okay, forget that. Stop now. It's not on. We've had the... I'm sorry, you're going to get me arrested, aren't you? You're going to the Queen. I'm going to have a letter from Buckingham Palace. You know. Come on, good promises. But we've got to, we've got to live in him. Living him isn't a beach, you know. Not lying on a beach. Oh, resting in God. Resting in God is saying, this piece of ground here, this man's life is Christ's. My home, my work, my career, my everything. It's his. I've moved into the promised land he died for. And it's there. And he is my saviour. And if I've said finally before, I didn't mean it. Not one of the Lord's promises has failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Now, I've got to say, I don't know if every promise that's available to me has been fulfilled yet. Not because he isn't willing, but because maybe I haven't appropriated it to myself. But listen, let's begin. You know, I could say we're going to take possession of the land and this city, that's a different subject, I think. I want you, please, to check that you have taken possession of everything Christ has for you. And you'll know when you have, because you'll have rest on every side, your enemies will be defeated, and the Lord's good promises will be you. Not because you deserve it, because you don't, but because he loves you. So whether you fast or you don't, he still loves you. But fasting brings that blessing, Scripture tells us. You know, whether you give or you don't give it, you know, he'll still love you, but God honours those that honour him. But let me in be no doubt. Whatever you do, if you never prayed again, God loves you because Christ died for you. And that's the centre point of our faith. When the enemy comes in and says to me, you're the worst Christian in Britain, I'll go, could be, could be, not looking at you, Mark, for any reason, you know, could be, am I the worst, the best preacher in Edom? No, am I the worst preacher in Edom? No, I'm like most of us, I'm in the middle somewhere, 
But that's not what it's about. God doesn't stop loving me. If I preach a bad sermon, and may I say, I'm sorry for this morning. It's not to do with whether I preach well, or whether I visit, or meetings I go to. No, 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 no. All his good promises are mine because I'm in Christ. I'm sorry to label it, but that's what it's about. And if you go out of there today not smiling, I will come back and preach longer next time. (laughs) Because peace on every side. Enemies delivered into my hand. And every good promise he has fulfilled as he has promised. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Mark, Kathy, and the team who lead this fellowship. Thank you for all the folk who serve behind the scenes. Thank you, Lord, for the people that very kindly were outside showing me my car parking space. Lord, a great church is full of servants, and this church is full of servants. We thank you for that. But, Lord, I just pray that this morning some of us may sit down and have a real good talk to ourselves. Let's check out we're in Christ. We're living in him. We've taken possession of our inheritance. Not a plot of land that Joshua drew out of a hat, but something that was won for us at Calvary, that was sealed on Easter Sunday. I pray, Lord, that we will know your richest blessing. Bless this fellowship, I pray. Amen. No, no.